Welcome to the Dive into Reiki podcast. I'm Natalie, and together we will enjoy a series of conversations that explore the journey of Reiki practitioners and teachers from all lineages. 100% Reiki-focused stories, 100% human. Today's episode captures uh, the reasons why a number of practitioners are either sitting Reiki tree for the first time or receiving it. Uh, in my case, this is the fifth time I received on my Shinpinden with my teacher. I also did a Reiki master before. And I think often we think Reiki tree is just to become a teacher. But really, Reiki tree in Japanese was Shinpinden, mystery teachings. And it's really about the tools to deepen your understanding of the practice and to get into a connection with that true self, that luminosity that we all have inside. So if you have been practicing Reiki 1 and 2 and you still don't want to teach, but you want to deepen your practice, sitting in Reiki 3 is a good idea. Also, you may sit Reiki 3 with one teacher and then with another and another and just have a richer uh, experience of what Reiki system is from different points of view. I was writing for an article lately that Reiki is like a diamond, right? The Reiki system or Reiki practice. And when we talk to people, different teachers and different people, we may have more ideas of the different facets of the diamond, uh, making it shining brighter every time. So today, uh, I want to caveat, this is very specific. Uh, obviously, the teacher I study with and keep receiving is Francine. So some of the people will mention Francine and where they sit. Uh, I will also mention a little bit of my experience with him, but I want you to take the big takeaway from this podcast is why people sit, and perhaps this will inspire you to resit or sit, perhaps realize you're ready for a Reiki tree, or perhaps realize you're not there yet. But again, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, I don't want to say I have sat with the same teacher for five uh, master teachings, and the reason I do it is because uh, the connection I feel uh, with this person, with Francine. And he holds the space in a way that I can really go deeper and deeper, deeper, and also process a lot of things. In this case, the reason I went was actually for self-healing. And I got a lot of teachings as well, but, you know, after five times, even though the teachings evolved, but I went for my self-healing. Sometimes, you know, I had a really rough year. It's been, you know, we all had actually with the news. And I went there to just be in the space of luminosity and to get clarity, which I did, so I really appreciate it. Uh, the other thing I really appreciate from my teacher is that he has a very similar energy for me, right? And you can see me, I'm over the top, hyper, he's like that. And as you can see on the videos that I'm placing under this voiceover, he has a lot of sense of humor, and I can get into dark Scorpio energy, and he's so... I don't know, joyful and light that I go back. It's like, oh my God, yes, I do have to process my pain, but I also have to sometimes let it go and step into this space of silliness, joy and light and, and nurture myself from it. Also learning to receive, right? Receiving for me is not always easy. Uh, how do I prepare myself to be more open, more empty and being able to be in that space? Because I'm like, oh, I'm giving more than receiving. I'm still aware of that. So how do I really become that empty vessel and reach the state of not giving the receiver. Before that, we also have to be prepared to receive. And I think in a Q&A that I, I talked to lately, I had this mention, that was from my Patreon, about lately my own ritual to prepare for a session was about more preparing my clients to receive uh, than preparing myself to be in that space. Because for me, after 15 years, getting to that space, unless I had a really rough day, is pretty easy. But I've been preparing my clients to receive. And I think for me, the shimping then was really learning how to prepare to receive and 
to do my own ritual to be more open, more empty, and to be in that space with an open heart and open mind, right? Um, both when I'm giving or receiving or not giving or not receiving. So that was my own personal experience. And I came back light and joyful and so grateful beyond being my teacher, having like such light in my life. Uh, but again, what, except perhaps a couple of people who mentioned him, the reason people were sitting in Ricky Tree are really about their practice. And I want you to be focused on that today. Uh, and perhaps it will give you an inspiration or will give you a grain of wisdom or shared experience that may spark something in you as well. And I hope you enjoy it. As usual, please send me your feedback. I love to have it. The sound, bear with it. Uh, we were in a space. This was very impromptu. I just felt like I wanted to talk to people and know why they sit and share also the experience of everyday people that perhaps not always have a platform to share their opinions. So bear with the sound, bear with me. Uh, you're going to start with actually me and a lovely, lovely human being called Troy welcoming you. And then he's going to be the first interview. Then you're going to have, I believe, five or six more interviews. So enjoy the ride. And if you have five minutes, leave me, leave me a comment of why uh, you want to study Reiki Tree, why you did, why you may be interested in it, or why you may want to receive. Or if you have any question about experience receiving that may not be answered by a podcast today, I'm always happy. Just uh, DM me through Instagram, uh, dive into Reiki on my website, and I'm always happy to get that conversation going. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed today's um, podcast episode. Hello, so here we're at the Shimping Den. This is Troy. I've sat a Shimping Den with him before. <laughs> and we'll actually take you through a lot of what people, the reasons why people join Shimping Den or why they receive Shimping Den and they're not always teaching. So stay tuned. Hello, uh, my name is Troy. Um, I currently reside in Oregon and uh, I decided to retake uh, Shimping Den here in Lancaster, PA. Um, this is my second time, um, re I'm sorry, first time uh, resitting, but second time uh, taking Shippen in. I took Shippen back in uh, 2000, I believe, uh, 2017, um, and then I went to Japan in 2019, uh, part of that uh, Reiki trip. Um, but I'm basically resitting uh, to really go deeper within myself. Uh, I really have found that uh, the Shimpaden teachings really um, have pointed to something deep within myself and uh, has always left me, you know, naturally seeking more or seeking, you know, the truth of, you know, who I truly am, you know, and uh, despite, um, I, 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 I feel at times that, you know, you kind of like touch it, you know, but you just still have to have that redirection at times to to make sure that we're still on that that path that the path that we're all truly on so um you know here i am you know just just finished class for um you know after three days and i must say that i'm feeling um you know i'm feeling more more uh, joyful and I guess confident with where I'm at and the practices that um, and, and teachings that are offered, uh, you know, through Shimpanen. And I strongly suggest, you know, if you have the opportunity to reset, definitely do. Hi, I'm Karuna Spiegelman. I'm a physician in hospice and palliative care. 
um, I've been doing Reiki since last year um, I did my level one and two and uh, now I did uh, the third one um, as a palliative care physician we work with a lot of patients who are very sick and a lot of them are uh, within hospice they are pretty much on their last journey and uh, a lot of times physicians will say there's not much we can do for you there's nothing else we can do and as palliative care physicians we say there's always something we can do so what Reiki has what this class has helped me with is to be able to be to bring my presence to the patient's bedside and to be able to do something to help their suffering to be able to touch their hands to be able to listen to their stories and to allow healing to happen in a different way candy austin i'm candy austin uh let's see i live in frederick maryland um, i uh, operate maryland center for reiki training also in frederick maryland um, I, I think the question or today is about why I am sitting for my Shinpinen class. So I'll save all my history for another time. Uh, I think it's important. I've been teaching for uh, seven years, seven, yeah, going on eight. And uh, I feel like for my own personal growth, it's important to resit with people who are more seasoned than I am, more experienced than I am, to hear their their thoughts on how Reiki can help people and help themselves. There's always some beautiful nugget that I may not have heard the first time. In fact, I've got some fabulous ideas and inspirations to take back to my teachers, or my, my teachers are here actually taking it with me, but to take back to our students and sort of, it allows me, it gives me the inspiration to rekindle my own flame, uh, learn what's new in the great big world rather than just in Frederick, Maryland. Um, and. Uh, restructure my classes so that I'm always giving the best class and the best information available and then for me it just improves my own personal practice because I feel like that's the most important thing for everyone is to practice their own daily self-reiki and always have that that inspiration and that fire that comes along when we learn something new it re-sparks this beautiful light that is within each of us one of the gems of a uh, lesson that we learned this weekend was that and we, we all know that we have this beautiful light within us but the, the saying that nothing sticks to light nothing sticks to light so that anger does not need to stay with us that worry does not need to stay with us anxiety does not need to hang on we can really just shed those things and be as free as possible when we do that we become excellent teachers and excellent examples for our family our friends the community um, so that's, I think that's my biggest takeaway this weekend. Every time I go to study with a, a master who has been teaching longer than I have, I gain some fantastic nuggets of wisdom, again, that I can then transfer onto my students. So it's always, I feel like I need to go to something probably every year, certainly every other year. I continue to take online classes to keep up with new ideas that I can also pass on to my students. It's about those classes empower me, and it's about me empowering others. Eventually, wow, this, this, this wave of Reiki will permeate the world. You know, they say if 10% of people can meditate, it affects their community. So if 10% of the people in the community can 
practice Reiki and become Reiki themselves, wow, it's a great big movement of peace and um, yeah, peace that can, that can spread throughout the world. Hello, my name is Nataki. Um, I am a Reiki master, Karuna practitioner, and magnified healing uh, master teacher. And I just want to share with you today my uh, a little bit about my Reiki journey and my introduction into energy work. Um, I first started practicing in 2013, so I've been doing Reiki uh, specifically for 10 years. Um, I was inspired to do Reiki from a woman who had held me as a baby. She's known me for many, many years and she recognized that I needed something in my life to help me with my boundaries <laughs> because I didn't know where I began or where other people ended in terms of picking up like emotional energies and um, even the negativity within myself. So I needed Reiki as a healing tool and nothing else was wor working for me. Like all the self-help books, um, the exercises that you can do. Um, I think that, you know, God knew that I needed like something that I could pray with, you know, that was much more tangible that I could feel. And that was, that's energy, you know? So, um, I've just taken this class with France, um, a Sui Reiki from a Japanese uh, lineage, and it's like totally different from, you know, what was emphasized in my previous classes. I'm very excited to uh, learn about the simplicity of Reiki and how everything just leads to one thing, and that's the bright light. Like everything just breaks down to connecting and being a part of and living within the bright light and i believe that concept is going to be totally transforming for me um it will transform like situations in my life it will help help me with clarity of my mind um my emotions um life changes everything so once again i'm in this space where Reiki is like going to be a powerful vehicle to create change, um, also give me agency within my life. So for that, I'm grateful. So my name is Kathleen and I live in New York, um, about 25 miles north of New York City. I am also a registered nurse. I currently work as a holistic nurse in a hospital and I studied Reiki let's see, in the 90s, um, 1996 level one, 1999 level two, and never really had a desire to go further than that at that time. Different reasons, having young children, a family, the time didn't seem right. Um, so since that time, since probably shortly after 1999, maybe around 2000, I started practicing with some clients. Started first with family, friends, and then um, slowly had some private clients, which was, I always thought of it on the side from my regular nursing job and my regular life raising my children and my family. Um, so I've done that for many years. More recently, um, starting in 2020, I had the opportunity to take a job in a hospital as a holistic nurse where I'm able to use Reiki in addition to some other um, 
modalities that are just part of the job. But the Reiki energy, um, to me, using this now with so many different types of patients, many of whom are seriously ill, uh, many of whom are at end of life, I started to have the desire to continue my training, which is why I'm currently studying the level three Shippuden Reiki. And I think first and foremost, it would be my desire to grow personally in this practice, followed by professionally. And being able to take it to a deeper level, not only with clients, patients, or family friends, but also with myself. And hopefully my goal is to really become a much brighter light um, in the world and in my everyday life. My name is Chris Gamble. I live in Maryland. I am a Reiki teacher and practitioner at the Maryland Center for Reiki Training. We're located in Frederick, Maryland. I teach uh, Reiki One classes. I also see um, clients for Reiki sessions. I also teach yoga and meditation. I work predominantly with seniors in assisted living and memory care. So I offer them a combination of chair yoga and guided meditation and Reiki. So all of those things I do, the teaching, seeing clients working with seniors, it's really joyful and rewarding. And my goals this weekend are really just to deepen my own practice and to inform the teaching that I do. A gift that Reiki has brought to my life is really just um, the wonderful opportunity to teach that Reiki is open to everybody, um, no matter your age, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what's going on in your health, Reiki is for everyone. So hi, my name is Marcela Riveros. I'm from Colombia, but I live in Canada. I live in Guelph, which is an hour west of Toronto. And I've been really in this Reiki journey for around two and a half years. I really started this because I was going through a depression. So I looked for help. Someone started doing Reiki on me, and then I realized the benefits that I was kind of doing in my life. So I decided I wanted to start this journey for my kind of self-improvement. So I took level one, then I waited six months, then I did level two, and then COVID hit, so really, I kind of kept practicing on myself. And I thought a lot about taking this Reiki level three, but at the end for me, it was more to have kind of all of the attunements, like, you know, have the access to learning all the four symbols and kind of complete the cycle. But to me, I'm just gonna still keep focusing on myself. I believe that I still need to heal much more and learn more so I can then maybe one day, if I feel that I'm ready, teach and maybe kind of guide someone through a process like the one I went through. I still think that I need more time for myself, but it's been an amazing experience. And also this level three has made me realize things that I learned in the beginning that now maybe I think differently in the way that I view how the system of Reiki works and the things that I should be doing. I think now I feel more myself that I can be more authentic. It's not like you have to do, you know, the, you have to start like by the head and you have to move your hands exactly like this. It's more like being tuned with yourself and see what do you think that the energy will flow and how things should be done. And that has been a great discovery for me in this level three. So I think it's a great experience overall. I'm very excited that I decided to, to do it. My name is Lacey. 
and I currently reside in um, the Lancaster area of Pennsylvania. Um, I've just received my Reiki 3 um, certification. Uh, I started practicing Reiki in uh, last year to 2021. Um, I've I waited a year in between my Reiki 1 and Reiki 2, but my Reiki 2 and Reiki 3 have happened um, pretty back to back. Um, I am taking, I've chosen to take this course um, to build my own confidence in my relationship with Reiki and in my ability to service others. Um, not realizing um, how it was going to impact uh, me profoundly as well. Um, and I didn't exactly have um, any thoughts of the teaching aspect, but I do feel very uh, connected with it. So I do find that I may incorporate teaching further in my journey. Um, but to really just bring the community healing and truth and love and kindness um, is why I'm here. I hope you enjoy the stories of these practitioners. If you're hearing these on the podcast, I invite you to go to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash dive into Reiki. Uh, the luminosity of the faces of these practitioners uh, sometimes say like without words how impactful uh, sitting in Shinpinden training can be. Uh, if you're Reiki 2, considering Reiki 3, I hope this was helpful. If you're Reiki 3, perhaps considering resitting with your teacher or other teachers, uh, I hope that was also useful for you. I believe the two routes are very valid, either exploring sitting with different teachers and having different learnings, or also if you have a very strong connection with your teacher, just deepening that connection with sitting with them. You know, there is no right or wrong way to do this. And I think also reaching to your local community for Reiki shares, if there are, I know with the pandemic, many of those closed, or perhaps reaching online. Uh, there are teachers that you perhaps admire in the past, you love their teachings, you love their books, and now they may have an online, uh, perhaps not training of levels. Uh, often this won't happen, but perhaps uh, trainings or classes or online shares. And of course, there is also the Reiki Race uh, Global Summit in November that will bring a lot of information from different teachers around the world, uh, which I'm really, really proud of being part of in November. And I'll put the link in bio in case you want to check out. I think you can even check some of the interviews beforehand and have like a lifetime access for a very reduced uh, fee. But whatever your way is, I think what I want to encourage you is don't just settle for whatever you had on Reiki 1, Reiki 2. You don't need to redo the attunement, but practicing together, resetting, refreshing uh, the content that we heard, uh, seeing how your teacher may have evolved can help us evolve our practice. Uh, what I like about Reiki is I feel it's a lifelong practice. The more I practice, the more like, oh my God, there is another layer of knowledge and another and another. And then I'm like, that's why I love it. I'm never going to get bored with Reiki. So I want to invite you to really take that journey as deep as you can uh, with whatever tools uh, you have right now, a lot of them. Uh, if you want to join my Patreon, my Patreon and support the podcast, you also get a lot of free resources about Reiki education. So you can check that out at patreon.com slash dive into Reiki. And as usual, the podcast is here for you. And next month, we're bringing Raven Keys, who's going to be talking about medical Reiki. She's probably one of the most prominent uh, Reiki practitioner in the area at the moment. 
And in December, we're bringing a roundtable about distant Reiki. Uh, distant Reiki sounds very easy, but we all struggle a little bit with it. Uh, is the other person feeling it? Am I doing it right? So we're going to be discussing that with three practitioners that have been practicing three very different ways, but have a lot of experience and will share their lessons, their what they learn, and also a few oops as usual. Thank you so much for uh, being present with the podcast. Lots of love and big, big, big kisses. Besos. Thank you for listening to the Dive into Reiki podcast. You can read a full transcript of today's interview at diveintoreiki.com slash blog. If you found this episode helpful, please hit the subscribe button, leave me a review, or just share it with your friends. It makes all the difference. Thank you. Gracias. Merci.